0: Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, presented by Altres. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. As a Senior Vice President and Director of American Savings Bank's corporate banking area, Kyle Shelley leads a team which manages a diverse mix of commercial banking relationships, ranging from local kama'aina businesses to large national corporations. Guam born and raised, Kyle started his finance career working in California as a mergers and acquisitions analyst. He moved to Hawaii in 2010, spending a few years working in the corporate banking and commercial credit departments of Bank of Hawaii. He subsequently joined ASB's corporate banking area in 2012, where he continues to flourish. Kyle holds a certificate of executive leadership from the Michael G. Foster School of Business, He also volunteers his time to serve as a board member of the Domestic Violence Action Centre, Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, and he also serves on the Young Professionals Chamber of Commerce Hawaii Steering Committee. He was named to PBN's 40 Under 40 Class of 2018. Kyle Shelley, welcome to our podcast.
1: Hi, happy to be here.
0: Um, You do a lot in your spare time, and I would think that you're in such, seeing such a different sector of the population right now, because of your volunteer work and then, of course, of your work at the bank. Um, is everyone you're seeing, is everybody having kind of a challenging time right now?
1: Actually, I would say it's mixed. I would say yes and no. Um, generally, I think the businesses that have survived the pandemic ha- are doing quite well. Um, They've gone through that and they've leaned out and they've shed, you know, maybe expenses or costs they didn't really need. And they've kind of got the opportunity to hit the reset button. Um, so I think that's been good. Um, and then when we look at the employment picture, you know, if you want a job, you can, you can get a job. So the employment is healthy. Um,
0: Let's just chat about that for a minute because I'm hearing this from economists all over. Last week, we had a couple of of very prominent economists come into town and talk, and everyone keeps saying the employment is pretty healthy, looking good, which means there are jobs for everyone. But my question is, what about the unemployable and the people who don't want to be employed? I think we're seeing something right now that we haven't seen ever before. There are people who do not want to work. Are you hearing that from your clients?
1: Yes, that's a very good point. You know, we have this headliner statistic of unemployment rate. Um, you know it's just below four percent, and you know by all measures, that looks healthy.
0: very healthy, yeah,
1: yeah, but if you peel away the onion layer <clears throat> you know you're gonna see a different story. In fact, a lot of the rhetoric I hear from my um, customers or even not customers, just business friends is that it's very difficult to hire right now, um ten times worse um than what is pre-pandemic. And I think that the pandemic did thrust individuals into not working, so being pulled out of the labor force. Um, And you combine that with population decline over the last three years. Um, And that's what maybe starts to tell that story of maybe the supply of labor is not as ample as it was before. Um, And are you hearing stories from your clients, as I'm sure many people
0: listening are? I had someone tell me yesterday that he's just hiring people on the phone who call. He's just like, just come in, just start work. There's like no background checks. There's nothing. It's like, just be a body and come in, please.
1: Yeah. um, I haven't heard that yet, but I'm not surprised by that. Um, But I've also had business owners um, tell me that for where they have to operate equipment or machinery, that half of them don't pass the drug test. Um, Individuals are coming in and not, or sorry, they're not coming in, not even showing up for interviews. And that also creates drag and sort of wasted time. Um, Yeah, there's are tolerating bad behavior um, because they know it's hard to hire so that individuals that are staffed Maybe they don't come in, they call in sick and and maybe normally that would be an automatic termination, and I think now you're seeing that the tolerance for bad behavior has gone up because um, they can't afford to lose that person um, so that, that's the unfortunate realities of some of the businesses that they're facing these challenges, and I think that overall is just not productive and it yeah
0: yeah I think it's so interesting. I mean we're obviously not going to focus on the labor market this morning because it really spent hours talking about it but I do think it's interesting that that we're almost glossing over what is is going to be one of our biggest challenges heading into 2023 is it might look good on paper but the the labor is our most critical issue and I'm sure as people are coming to you for your advice at American Savings Bank in opening businesses or expanding businesses they have to be saying that's one of their biggest concerns, right? Sometimes it's not even financial anymore. It's labor
1: correct it, absolutely. it's it's labor. it's you know because there there is demand for certain businesses, but they can't service that demand purely because of the labor shortages or the labor issue that they're having. And so um you know, what have businesses done? Um you know, some of them have outsourced, unfortunately, you know, because I would mm-hmm. like to see those jobs here in Hawaii. Um, so they've outsourced where they can, you know, where it makes sense, I guess. Um, or they're doing more with less, you know, over time, right. Having to pay other employees for overtime or they're rolling up their sleeves and they're doing things themselves. Um, so that's, you know, that's just some of the, I don't want to call it solutions, but you know, they have to adapt. Um, and I went to Moku, um, kitchen restaurant the other day and you can tell their business model is different. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think what they do in Australia, you walk in. And you just order from the counter and there's obviously less staff, I think to service all of the population of um, customers, um, you know, so doing more with less or adapting the model to be um, different to still and service people
0: doing way more when they actually are in their jobs, they're taking on different things yep. as, as a, from a banker's perspective. I mean, obviously that's a huge concern um, for, for your clients and for business in general, but what, what are you seeing? What do you think the other challenges are right now for Hawaii's businesses?
1: So, I, I would say right now, the biggest thing would be the cost of of capital, and that's you know that's my line of business, so that's I think why I'm I'm here. Um, you know, it's it
0: going to increase again this week. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: yes, yes. Um, you know, so if I were if I were to boil it down, maybe to some broad categories, you know, cost of capital is a big one. Um, supply chain. Issues are still um, straining some businesses and inflation overall as well. Um, So if we go back to the first one, you know, the cost of capital, the Fed is increasing interest rates to try to tame inflation. Um, They're very dead set on doing that. But the way I like to um, describe it to individuals is think of it like a ship. And the Fed is trying to turn the ship in order to temper demand. And try to get more of a balance between supply and demand um but the ship is big and so if you turn it too much and you have the momentum it's going to you know carry you over the reef and it's you know could crash um so to be determined whether we you know crash hard or if we have a soft landing is you mm-hmm. know the term that you probably hear um and so i think there there's a lot of concern that We're increasing the rates, the cost of capital. That's going to filter through the economy, but are we going to do it in a manner where it's going to be too damaging and then we're going to go into a recession?
0: Is the Fed having a challenge balancing this because it really is an artificially created recession, isn't it? And that's not something that we've seen historically many times in the past few decades. Is that part of the problem?
1: It's... You you are correct in that it's an engineered recession, Um, you know. But the Fed's mandate is price stability. Um, You can that's number one right now versus the the employment picture. So they're willing to tolerate pain in the employment side to soften um, that market uh, in exchange, really, for trying to get inflation down to its two percent goal. So when you think about the Fed and why they're doing what they're doing, they're they're ultimately picking the lesser of two evils.
0: The least pain possible. Right.
1: Right. Because 60 to 70% of the population, um, cannot withstand high inflation, right? That's too damaging to that, um, large portion of the population. So they, they need to get that price stability under control, knowing that it will damage, um, the market and the labor market. So you're going to see, um, likely some pain and some unemployment maybe reverse. Um, so that's, that's the challenge that they face. I don't, you know, envy their position. Um, it is an yeah.
0: interesting time though, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. in, in your profession, while of course nobody wants it to be this way, it must be fascinating because on a day-to-day basis, you're looking at markets and, and yep. decision-making and going, what, what's going to happen next?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have not, you know, seen the Fed increase its interest rates like this. You know, I'm drawing from memory here, I think it's back maybe in 2008, 2007 you know, before that last financial mm-hmm. recession. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, um, every incremental increase in the rates from here is a little bit of new territory, um, in over the last decade. So how is that really going to impact the economy? And we have, you know, we have some other things mitigating that I think are helpful for Hawaii. If we kind of focus back on that. Um, but it is, it, it is interesting of what's going to happen next. Um, Employment is still healthy, but that's a backward looking, you know, figure. So we are seeing things, uh, softening. So if we, if we go back to Hawaii, um, you know, how is Hawaii going to be affected? It is possible that the U S could go into recession. In fact, I think it will, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the indicators, we have an inverted yield curve, that's a, a precursor to a recession. Um, going back to 1950s, every time we had inflation greater than 4% and unemployment less than 5%, we've always had a recession within two years after that. Um, So all these markers tell you a recession should happen by historical means, but if we look at Hawaii, can Hawaii get by without too much damage? And I think that is possible.
0: Because we are different in what ways? I mean, what? why are we better suited to survive this coming recession than perhaps other places?
1: Yeah, so when I look down, um, when I look at the telescope of, uh, periscope of, of what's out there, I see the Japanese and the Canadian visitor market returning. So that may um, offset some of the US visitor. Um, so I think that's going to be fortuitous. Um, when I look at, my clients that are in construction, I think the pipelines are healthy. Yeah, backlogs are healthy. We have some pretty large public, um, you know, federal contracts in Pearl Harbor. There's a you know multi billion dollar project. Um, Six hundred million for Department of Homeland um, out there. So th- th- there's money out there for construction that I think will also help um, buoy us. So, so I do think that Hawaii. Might have the ability to be more resilient where the US might go into recession and Hawaii might fairly be a little bit muted even if we do contract. I'm hoping that it won't be as bad.
0: Are your are you are you hearing? I mean, are your clients, your customers fairly confident? I mean, what we've seen, I think, since 2020 is mm. a tremendous resilience on the part of people in Hawaii. They've, especially small business owners, um, particularly restaurant owners. I mean, people have just done whatever they had to do to survive. They've changed their models. They've pivoted. They've, you know, created really whole new way of doing business. Um, Do you feel that with your clients that they're still in that mode of yes, whatever we'll do, we'll do. Or are you sensing that some of them are just coming to the point of this has been going on for two years now. It's been a lot. That's,
1: that's a great question. Um, I I would say it's also mixed. I see some business owners that want to take advantage of an opportunity. Um, You know, if things soften up to invest in their CapEx, right? Or maybe acquire and maybe leapfrog competition or gain pricing power. Um, And I see others that are pulling back and they are concerned. Um, I, I do think the question of the spirit, you know, sort of the spirit of the entrepreneur and the business is still resilient. And still there, and they will do whatever it takes um, to get the job done or to survive. Um, so I, I still sense that. But in terms of the economic outlook, I, I, I definitely do see a mixed bag of um, individuals wanting to take advantage of an opportunity if there is a downturn, um, and others maybe pulling back, trying to conserve and make sure they can survive.
0: How are we doing? Like, how do you see us currently? Um, and the economy after, you know, we've, we're, we're definitely post-pandemic, right? right. We're, we're in this whole brave new world, but we're definitely post-pandemic. How are we doing versus other markets? Do you think we came out of it okay?
1: Yes. Yes. If you look at how Hawaii fared post-pandemic, I mean, we recovered quite quickly. And I think the recovery was well ahead of any economist had predicted. Um, so we had a significant you know, return of, of the visitors from the domestic market. And that was strong. So that, you know, um was above anybody's projection. So I think from that lens, that really helped kick the economy back into gear. Um and when I think about it now, you know, COVID, um, I- even though it's still out there and still prevalent, it's not a factor or really a risk in terms of our current behavior and what we're doing. You know, a lot of individuals that come are returning to services, they're going out, they're eating and they're doing all those things um, so, so I see Hawaii has recovered quite quickly and it's been good. Um, and then you have the labor market, you know, unemployment rate seems healthy and all that. Um, so, so by that measure, I, I think we've, we've done fine. Um, but from here, you know, going forward is, you know, it's the big question. Um, and inflation is entrenched. Um, but we are seeing some signs of that alleviating. So um, like container is one of the data points I wanted to mention, right, the, the cost of a container to ship from Asia to the US mm-hmm. was like $20,000 or more back in the fall of 2021. And today, I think it's less than 5000. Right. So that's a huge decrease. Um, so that just start to filter through that said that's still higher than than pre pandemic. Um, in the nation, you're seeing home values starting to decline. So you're starting to see inflation, peak and and come back down um you know we the fed just needs to see that um decline hopefully faster and that is sort of the big question of what's going to happen going forward right um, now for hawaii because we're not immune to global you know risk and there's definitely still significant risk out there
0: In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, it seemed like we were really highly at risk because of our dependence on tourism. Yes. But I think you're correct. I think we did bounce back so quickly and we are so resilient. Um, You know, people unfairly always tend to think, well, the banks are fine. They're always going to be all right. Everything's okay. But what keeps a banker, I mean, from your perspective, what keeps you up at night? Like what wakes you up at four o'clock in the morning and you go, oh gosh, I hope that doesn't happen.
1: (laughs) Oh, businesses repaying their loans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's, yeah. So, you know, I did um, live and go through the great financial recession, which was a nightmare. Um, And I didn't know if I was going to have a job, you know, um, after that. So uh, currently, I can say that the banks, and in Hawaii, are very well capitalized. Um, that is a difference from that last recession. So I don't see um, you know, a credit tightening cycle similar to that in 2009, 2010. Um, so I think that's a, a positive and good for the economy. Um, but what keeps me up at night, yeah, it's, it's, it's a recession or a severity of some kind of exogenous event that damages our economy such that you know loans cannot be repaid and that can jeopardize the solvency of the bank so you know we we do need to collect 96 plus percent right of what we we, we lend out so right. in order for us to survive as, as an institution which is very important because we we circulate capital but we want to do it in a manner that's successful and productive for hawaii for the state and that ultimately will create more jobs it creates more customers for the bank. And, you know, all of the local institutions here recycle that money or contribute their part of their earnings, you know, to foundations and nonprofits and things like that. And it's it's a good thing.
0: It's a good thing. And how do you all I mean, we have to close, but I would love to just talk to you. I'm fascinated right now by what's happening in Britain and how the banks, you know, stepped in to stop what was going to be such a dramatic effect on the world. But we don't have time to talk about that. But it was so, I think it's so interesting that, that all of a sudden banks and economists and the Fed and governments are just on tenterhooks because there's a new prime minister who just made some disastrous decisions. Right. um, Modelled after Margaret Thatcher, which should put, that should put a nail in the coffin of Thatcherism right there. But it's, it's just, it's a very interesting time, isn't it? I mean, with everything going on Hawaii wise, globally, it's an amazing time
1: it is it, yes it is um the the global risk and what's happening you know on the other side of the world and europe going through a recession um and then you have japan kind of coming back to life um then you have the ukraine war and all that and who knows what could happen there and and china with their zero covid policy so it's it's a lot of moving pieces and we don't know how it's going to ultimately shake out but um you know for the business audience out there um I would say make sure you have access to liquidity, you know, from a banking perspective or well capitalized and having that sort of, I want to say lifeline, but, you know, a line and access. That's really what prevents ultimately a -hmm. bankruptcy or, you know, a a business being shuttered when they don't have that buffer to survive a certain period of time. Um, So that's what I'll, I'll leave you with.
0: That's good. So go and talk to your local bankers because they will help you sleep at night, even if they're worried about you paying back your loans. (laughs) Kyle Shelley, Senior Vice President and Director of American Savings Bank. Thank you so much for coming in today to chat with us. It was was nice to talk with you. All of our episodes are available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's own website, cochawaii.org. If you enjoyed today's interview, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And if you have a few minutes, leave us a review. Your review will encourage other people to listen and hopefully in some small way help our business community to continue to thrive. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii presented by Altress. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business.